from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. And we started digging and we discovered things we didn't want to. Yeah, you just shared a nice surprise there. Thanks for keeping it positive. (laughs) But I I imagine this project, this has also been a bear. Yeah. We have first about a thousand uh, parking spaces on site that are free. That's the number uh, one thing a St. Louis (laughs) in one. That's right. I'm Sarah Fenske. Next week, City Foundry STL opens its doors to the public for the first time. You would be forgiven for thinking that had already happened. The $210 million redevelopment of the federal mogul site in Midtown has been underway for about five years. It was supposed to open in 2020, but we all know what interfered with that. And this spring, it's hosted concerts that brought music lovers to its outdoor areas. But next Wednesday, the doors open to the inside to City Foundry STL's food hall, a food hall beyond any St. Louis has ever seen. And joining us today to explain more are two people who worked hard to get us to this date. Will Smith is the Director of Asset Management and Investments for New and Found and one of the developers on this project. Will, welcome. Thank you for having me. And we're also joined today by Susie Bonwich. She is the Director of Operations for the Food Hall. Susie, welcome. Thanks for having me. So, Susie, we're talking about the Food Hall today, so I'm going to start with you. What makes this Food Hall such a big deal? This is something that has never been done in St. Louis, a Food Hall, one space of many stalls. We're basically opening 11 restaurants on one day. Now, the site itself can hold up to 20, but... You, uh, you know, guests can expect on August 11th to walk into 11 unique, individually designed restaurants and kitchens and then be able to not only experience the unique cuisine, but this really fascinating space where they can gather with their friends and family. So I want to talk about that space a bit more in a moment. But before we do that, I mean, there's such a good lineup of big deal restaurateurs involved with this, places people may have heard of. Gerard Kraft, a James Beard Award winner, he has yes. played a big role here. What are his contributions? So Gerard Kraft and his group will be helping manage the the kitchen bar that's going to be located. You can't miss it. Right when you walk in, you'll be able to see this really unique, uniquely designed bar right in the entrance. And then also he's going to be uh, having a kitchen in the food hall. It won't be one of the initial stalls that open next week, but later on this year, he'll be introducing his pizza concept in the food hall. And what are some of the concepts we can see when the doors open on Wednesday? I mean, I should just say what you won't see, but there's just so much variety that's going on in there. We have Senegalese, which we believe is a really interesting cuisine that a lot of people might not have been exposed to. We also have um, a crepe concept that's coming in with Good Day with our friends down at uh, the Polite Society. We have Colby Taco Shack, which a lot of people probably recognize that name coming up. From Cherokee Street. Yes. And then we have turmeric, which they have, um, they're bringing on a new street street style concept. So mainly focusing on the kind of handheld cuisine there. We have Patty's Cheesecake, which she's been in a shared space right now. So this is going to be one of her first, this is her first location, uh, Patty's Cheesecake location. And then we have Buenos Aires Cafe, which is Argentinian. And then Press Waffle, new to St. Louis, Hello Poke, which is, again, everyone loves a good a good sushi poke bowl. And then Poptimism, 
and subdivision sandwiches. And that Poptimism, those are the best uh, ice cream bars in town. Will, I am getting so hungry thinking about all this. <laughs> this is I, a lot. I am too. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live there for, for a while after we open. So I'm curious to hear about this space where the food hall is happening. First, the Federal Mogul site, people have driven by this. I guarantee if you live in St. Louis, you have seen this out of the corner of your eye. Orient people of, of what we're talking about here. Yeah, so... Um, so heading east on 40, right when the highway splits and it kind of becomes that double-decker highway, uh, on the on the right side is the the old good, kind of Goodwill famous bar warehouse, and on the left, what used to be a graffiti kind of ridden space uh, industrial uh, uh, factory is the city foundry site. And um, and thinking back to when we started. We had an idea for the food hall. Uh, we, uh, my dad and I actually had traveled the country and saw some of these concepts and had been thinking, how can we do something like this in St. Louis? How can we create this, this kind of community around chefs? And, um, and it hit us one day as we were dr- making that drive and, and thinking, we got to figure out how to preserve this building. Hmm. And so you did preserve this building. It's now getting ready to open. Tell us about the history of the space that the food hall is specifically in. What part of the old Federal Mogul site was this? So it is It is right in the center of the foundry building. Uh, the iconic architecture of the building includes a butterfly roof, um, which is where they were pouring molten metal and creating uh, uh, a lot of different things over time. Most recently, it was different brake components with Federal Mogul and, and where they were pouring this this uh, molten uh, metal in and creating this is, is kind of, we've changed it. You're, they created brake parts and, and used molten metal and We've got different ingredients and uh, a different kind of experience planned for that space now. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like, Susie, this must have been just utterly transformed. I mean, now we've got 20 kitchens, and, and is there then a, a shared eating space in the middle? Yeah, so over the whole space, it's about 30,000 square feet. And within that, you have these stalls that are kitchens that are around maybe about 500 square feet on average. So then everything else is going to be a common area where there's going to be community tables, seating for everyone to walk around. You know, my, my sister can go to this kitchen and order something. I can go to this other one. And then we meet in the middle underneath this sand tower and enjoy our lunch. And is this all indoor or parts of it are also outdoor? So the kitchens themselves are all inside the area that Will just described, but there's also, we have Foundry Way, which is the outside pedestrian walk that will have outside seating. And that's also where a lot of people are probably familiar where the outdoor events were being held that you mentioned back in March. And so if I order from one of these food hall restaurants, I can take that out to that area to eat as well. Yes. And so, uh, Will, is the idea with these other ones that you visited, are people mostly dining on site or is it also a good place to get something to go? It is. Well, everything is made to order, but generally this is in the fast casual food model. And so the idea is that it can be a space where you can go and sit and enjoy something with a group of people or it's somewhere where you can pick up and, and order to go. And I think one of the main things we've learned over the past year uh, plus has been how important grab and go and to go orders is. And so we've been reorienting ourselves around that as well. And that's going to be a component. All the stalls will be able to to uh, order and pick up and, and deliver. So one of the things I like to make fun of my fellow St. Louisans about is just how much everyone hates having to walk 
more than just a block to get from their parking space to the place where they're going to be picking up the food that they need or, or sitting down? Is this something that's convenient enough to work for Grab and Go? That's right. Yes. We um, we have first about a thousand uh, parking spaces on site that are free. That's and, the number uh, one thing a St. Louis in one. That's right. And um, as well as as this um, Foundry Way will primarily be always be a pedestrian walkway itself, but different spaces where you can pull up close by and, and run in. We're still working out those logistics and we'll be sharing those as we as we learn. This will be kind of a, a community learning experience for sure. Um, but uh, the parking is very close by. But I would I would challenge people as they walk between their parking space and the building how much there is to see. Uh, this we thought during the preservation process about how archaeological it was. There are pieces of this building that are a hundred years old. Hmm. It was built a hundred years ago, and they added onto it as they went along. And a lot of it was just kind of throwing things together. And so there's a lot of different pieces of this building that are to be discovered. And that's something that we think about both from the retail and the dining experience about discovering what we have and discovering it over time, because this is really just the beginning. And then all the different architectural features that are to be discovered as well. So, Will, I can't help but think what your experience must have been like in the actual construction and and redevelopment of this. I imagine this was an incredibly complicated project. It probably had some surprises along the way. Absolutely. Uh, There was was a fun one uh, where we were excavating the Foundry Way uh, site, which was initially um, probably 15, 20 feet underground. And um, we got a call from the contractor who was very concerned about a wall that they had uncovered. And this wall was a concrete wall with impressions of wood. And the, the, the way it had been constructed was back probably around 100 years ago, they had these planks of wood that they, they created a temporary wall and then they poured concrete on the other side. And the contractor was very concerned that, oh my gosh, this is going to cost so much to flatten and to make kind of um, uh, antiseptic. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and we said, what are you talking about? We couldn't recreate this. Uh, if we tried, this is wonderful. This is, this is so cool. And it's, it's, it's been, um, a really enjoyable experience to have kind of those, those kinds of, of, uh, um, discoveries. There's certainly been a fair number of the other discoveries where, oh goodness, i we did not think that was going to be the case when we got started and we started digging and we discovered things we didn't want to. Yeah, you just shared a nice surprise there. Yeah. Thanks for keeping it positive. <laughs> but I, I imagine this project, this yeah. has also been a bear. Yeah, I will say that, you know, our, our company, New and Found, the name of the company is around discovering um, and taking what's been found and making it new again and, and everything that we've done primarily has been around historic preservation and adaptive reuse and and taking things that have been vacant um, and forgotten and, and bringing them back to life. So I think as a as a firm, we think very optimistically about these kinds of things. I'll, I'll give a little teaser out there that there is a space that was undiscovered for two years um, that, uh, that will be opening later and is pretty hidden. You may walk past it every day, but it's gonna, it's gonna be one of, I think, our, our most exciting attractions. Interesting. Well, you've definitely piqued my interest on that. (laughs) We have a caller here with a question. I'm gonna see if we can squeeze him in. Uh, Eric is calling from St. Louis. Um, Eric, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. 
Thanks a lot. It's great to hear the project's moving forward. This is one of our best St. Louis developers new and found in the Lawrence Group, particularly doing historic buildings. And I was wondering if uh, the historic tax credits are being used. A lot of people don't understand that's really what's helping to rebuild our city, 3,000 homes in the neighborhoods and 115 buildings downtown. Erica, thank you for that question. Will, I'm going to direct that to you. Yes, um, historic tax credits were used, um, both the federal and the state credit. And and really, the state credit is a particularly beneficial one, to your point about what's been able to be accomplished in St. Louis. Um, and that project, this projects like these, I, I want to bring it back to when we discovered the site. The original plan for these um, these parcels of land, uh, it, it had been under contract with another developer, and they were trying to um, level the entire site, and they were planning a, a big box development on that on that development, and and um, you know, not that I'm. Uh, against necessarily that kind of development, but I think that would have been a real shame to take such a unique building and and turn it into something that's basically everywhere USA um, and doesn't really have kind of the the, the history of St. Louis as a, a manufacturing industrial town and, and bringing um, new life. So th- those tax credits were definitely used, and, and this project wouldn't be possible without them. So, Susie, hearing about the original vision for this and how this has all come together, I know you joined a bit bit later in the process. What's it been like to kind of step in and and get to see the inside of this building that, again, so many of us just drive past? Well, like you mentioned, you just drive past it on 40. I grew up in St. Louis. I remember looking over, driving back, and just wondering, what, what are these warehouses? What are these factories? And to tell Susie 12 years ago that you'd be working there building this unique food hall, I wouldn't have believed it. And it's been on a personal level, just very gratifying because I've been in the restaurant seeing daughter of a food critic. So Joe Bonwich Joe was Bonwich, your father yes. with, with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch for years. Yes, exactly. So even with Gerard Kraft, for example, um, I remember when he was first starting up in St. Louis, tagging along with my dad on a restaurant review. And here's this guy that my dad says, we, we should look out for him. He's going to be something. And so it's just been really fun to now be working alongside Gerard Craft and building something that's never been seen and having a unique space for these culinary entrepreneurs to start a new concept, build their business and offer something that people can come and try new things at. So, Will, Susie mentioned her father. Um, This is a project you've been working on with your father. And just in our final minute of of our conversation here today, um, I understand you were in Atlanta and Chicago. Uh, You came to do this in St. Louis here with your dad. Are you bullish on St. Louis after this experience you've had? I am. I am. I I will say that when I when I was making the decision to come back, there was a little bit of concern of, do I want to do this? I, I had a career elsewhere, um, but I've, I came back effectively during COVID mm. um, or right at the beginning of the pandemic. Perfect time. Perfect time. And what I've seen here, the creativity, the entrepreneurship, the passion in the city, um, and the the concepts that people are 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 coming up with has me so excited to be here and um, and I think as 
I think my experience in other cities has has influenced the way that I see the world for sure. And um, I hope that I can I can bring um, some ideas to at the very least new and found and and the projects that we work on. And you intend to stay in St. Louis for new and found, or is that going to be a multi-city operation? Well, we. Um, we are absolutely proud to be headquartered in St. Louis. I absolutely intend to stay and be in St. Louis. I think our aspirations as a firm extend beyond St. Louis, but this is home and this is where we will continue to invest and, and work on projects. Well, we're happy to have you back. Uh, will Smith, Director of Asset Management and Investments for New and Found, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. And Susie Bonwich, Director of Operations for the Food Hall at City Foundry STL, thank you. Thank you. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.